Welcome to All Talk with Hello Sport on SEN. Thanks to Neds. Whatever you bet on, take it to the Neds level. You win some, you lose more. Is it next week or next month? One of the big qualifying events for uh, Paris twenty twenty four is coming out. Yeah, so it's end of November. So we um <clears throat> pretty much between now and then it's just heavy training. We're going to Europe next next month for like three weeks. Um, some competition, mostly training, mm. and then the big ones nine weeks away. We've got the Pacific Games, so you got to win that one. Um, Australia usually has a big success rate <clears throat> at the Pacific Games, but. Those are on the countries. You can never overlook them in a sport yeah. like boxing. So athletic, can bang usually, mm. and and you don't really know who they are, so you can't can't find any footage on them. So you got to um, uh, adapt pretty quickly. Shit. Yeah, yeah. How are you reflecting on this preparation versus uh, for Tokyo? Is it completely different? Is it is it feeling like slipping into an old pair of jeans? Does it feel like home? Yeah, it's funny. Like I, I love getting deep. So I was about to apologize for it, but I love it. Um, Don't apologize. There was, yeah, there was there was a big resistance to it, right? Because I've done so much work on myself, and and I've always knew that there was something there was a miscreant in me, and I and I just knew that something wasn't right inside myself from an early age, right? There was like, I feel like I'm swinging between a pendulum, right? I'm the happiest guy in the room. Or I don't want to be here, mm. right? I've, and I feel like I've been swinging that pendulum for a long time. Very rarely am I in the middle, mm. right? And I just, it sounds, but I, it's its not about ridding yourself of those things. It's about learning to manage them, like for myself. That's, mm. And I think there was a big resistance because in order for me to be successful for most of my boxing career prior, prior to Tokyo and Tokyo, I fed this little beast inside of me that just felt like I was so small. I was shit. Every training session wasn't good enough. Mm. You mean, I just was like so hard on myself. And every time you lost, you're critiquing yourself more. Even when you win, you're like, nah, you can do better. It's not the Olympic gold. Like, if that makes sense. everything mm. was so negative. Mm. And post Olympics, I really worked on myself a lot. And I feel like for the first time in my life, I feel more secure in my own skin than I ever have before. I'm almost like there was like a big resistance to trying for, t- for Paris because I was like, I know the pattern that's worked before mm. and in all, I think in order to win a gold medal, I have to feed that little beast yep. more, more than I ever have before. Yeah. And I'm like, I feel happy in my own skin than I ever have. And I'm like, I'm, I'm like, just terri- starting to <laughs> enjoy myself. Yeah. I'm like terrified of it, but I'm also like, I've been talking to sports psychs and a few people about it because I do believe that that could also be the thing that made me a bronze medalist, not a gold medalist. Ah. Right? Because it's like someone like a Tom Brady, Serena Williams, Tiger Woods, they believe they're the best. Kelly Slater, they know they're the best. Mm. They're just performing, right? And me always critiquing myself, always going, you're not good enough. It's like that was playing into it, right? Yeah. Fully. So you flip that on its head and – absolutely have the same attention to detail when it comes to training and showing up and putting everything into it but change a few things with your mindset hey you are an olympic gold medalist you can do this like it's not you're not good enough have you found that has maintained a more positive outlook generally in your preparation (laughs) yeah you still found it difficult it's still early days it's still very early days so i've only fought in one tournament, I guess, since the jungle. Was that where you went over to, like, Kyrgyzstan or some shit? Or am I uh, no, that was early this year. That was before the jungle. Oh, okay. Was that before the jungle? Oh. Yeah, yeah. Um, but, yeah, I was, it was in Perth. We fought at the national oh, okay. title. So, but yeah, it's very early, in, I guess, in the preparation. But I have noticed, like, the tendencies. It's like we, we, we're patterns. We run the same patterns nonstop. Mm. And 
I have noticed in some of my training sessions, I find myself going, big dog. <laughs> which is a good thing, right? It makes sure, but as long as you're not like leaving there going like, feeling it. Yeah, feeling it, right? Here's another one, boys. Sorry. Oh, okay. all right, what are we doing? You've done this one before. It's touched something and this shit. Chairs, dude. You're in the you're yeah, in the velvet. You're in the velvet. 1970s. Everyone loves that chair. Five piece modular. Just be in it. Even just like few shorts. That's stupid. Just yeah. Yeah, yeah. Shout out to uh quick dry material. It's elite. <laughs> so it's denim. Is this denim or is denim a colour? That's denim. Yeah. What are you saying to yourself when you're into like your your eighteenth round on the bag or sparring or something and you're just hurting every party aching? Are you do you, is there like a mantra you've got? Do you find yourself reflecting on the same thing or saying the same thing? Or is it horses for courses? It's, oh, there's probably a lot of like swear words in it. Just <laughs> weak dog. Like, yeah, but it's always like, I just, it's almost like, I feel like I'm quite addicted to just seeing, I'm sure Ned Brockman could probably talk into this more than anyone, but it's just like addicted to see how far I can push it, right? And it's like, someone messaged me on Instagram recently, like I'm a boxer, I'm lacking a bit of motivation and, and I was like trying to think of an answer for him. And I actually just think like, I'm addicted to seeing how far I can take this, whatever it is, whether it be boxing, triathlons, mm. anything physical, and just seeing how far I can take it, right? So is that like when you're in, say, like a hectic session though, does that even, does, it, does that energy or that approach pertain to like even just see how hard I can flog myself right now? Yeah. Training in this very moment, like. It, yeah, it's very much, and it, it really helps when you're younger, right? But I'm only 26, but I have noticed in the last two years, you're recovering slower, your muscles are aching a little bit more. 34. <laughs> exactly right. But when, when you're 18, 19, you can, you can thrash yourself with no yeah. recovery. Um, but yeah, I think, I don't know, every session it's almost like bullet a gate, let's go, let's set, like, let's and not every session am I reaching my PBs, not every session, but every session I'm like, trying to push myself and i think every high performing athlete does right it's just part of part of what you have to do because if you don't do it someone else is going to do it and they're going to when you show up are you training every single day do you have day off i i'm supposed to have sundays off but i I find it pretty hard to be honest you just want you just want to like i just always want to move my body and i always find when i don't train there is periods like after comp like i put after perth a few weeks back i put on 10 kilos in two weeks like don't worry i was having a good old time so yeah weeks so I've always been like just an extremist, like a great man, good friend of the podcast, Ned Brockman. Yes. Um, he said moderation's for cowards. And, I couldn't <laughs> agree, couldn't agree more. Moderation. and that's that's in everything, positive or negative. Yeah. Moderation is for cowards. I subscribe to that. This is All Talk with Hello Sport. We're on SEN and today we're talking to Aussie boxing sensation, Harry Garside. Now, Harry, are they still called amateur competitions? Like how would you describe Olympic boxing? Is It's not amateur anymore, it is? Yeah, so professional boxers can go, but it's still classified as amateur boxing. Right. Um, they probably shouldn't. They probably should change the wording of both amateur and professional. It's just three round boxing. It's just, it's like a tennis tournament. You lose, you're out. Yep. You mean you can fight the best guy first up. You can fight the worst, the worst guy first up. Just the luck of the draw, I guess. But the standard. I've really thought about this recently. The standard between like amateur and professional. I think professional is a business. I do think the quality is higher. Like mm-hmm. at that top end, the quality is pretty. Canelo Alvarez, yep. the lightweights at the moment, they look 
amazing. Like, I think the quality is better because money's involved. But I think overall, amateurs is more honest and more pure because, like, you don't get to pick who you fight. You don't get to have a cushioned record until you're 20 and 0 and you're in rated because you've fought all the, you've picked and chose who you're yep, fighting. Yeah. Like, you, I could go next year, right, train my, and I could fight the guy who wins the gold medal in my first fight. You know what I mean? Or, so it's not or seeded. Vice versa. No, there is some seedings, but it's very, very minimal. So it's just the luck of the draw. How often can you fight in a day? How many times? Once what, a day. Just once? Yeah. yeah, once a day. And there has to be like, I think it's like 12 hours between fights. Like, say if you fight at night, you can't fight until tomorrow the next day or something like that. Yeah, so right. There is a couple of rules, but it's very much just one, one a day. Um, the hard thing about amateur boxing, you got to weigh in every day you fight. So 63 and a half is going to be a push. Oh, so you can't cut, really? You can, but you just got to be very careful about what you put on because you got to weigh in the next time you fight. So is it kind of better then that you that you got to weigh in every day in the sense that you're, you're fighting more at your true weight or are you just constantly cutting? You can't, yeah, you're constantly cutting. You can't you can't cut as much as professional boxing. Definitely not. Like I, in professional boxing, I was making 61 and then you put like, I put on like seven or eight kilos in 30 hours and then you fight the next day, right? And you're fine because you don't have 61. to weigh in again. Yeah. What do you weigh generally now? Like what would 70. You weigh? 70 yeah. So what do you fight at? Sixty three and a half. Yeah. So you're still cutting a little bit. Still cutting a bit. My, I think my optimal training weight would be like sixty eight. Yep. That's what I feel like really good. Like not feeling sick at any point. Not feeling mm. lack of energy. But yeah, like it's that's the hard thing. You almost like you fight nine minutes. It's short fight. Nine minutes, fast pace, and then after your fight, every boxer is getting in their sweat gear, getting ready for the next weigh in. You have a harder session after your fight. Than what you do fighting. Wow. Because you want to make weight again. You're going to make and weight. And then you put it back on and then you fight. And then yeah. you, Jesus yeah. Christ. And how many fights can you have in a tournament? A big tournament like the Olympics, no more than five. No more than five. Yeah. So, Com Games 2018, I have five fights in 10 days. Damn. Yeah.